Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. With intention means being deliberate. It means having purpose behind what you do. Sometimes we go so fast that we need to slow down in order to speed up. My guest today is the CEO of LLJR Enterprises. And when I say CEO, I don't mean chief executive officer. I mean chief energy officer. He spent the last 16 years coaching and training sales organizations And now he's a renowned international speaker who serves his audiences through messages of motivation, inspiration, and transformation. He's the host of the weekly live show, Midweek, Midday, Motivational Minute, and the author of Jolt, Get Zapped into Intentionality. Introducing Larry Long Jr. Larry, welcome to the show, my man. Come on, man. You're making me blush with that intro. Oh, the check is in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I, I have been... So pumped for this interview because so we met at uh, our recent Untap Your Sales Potential Mastermind in Austin, Texas, and you were one of our guest speakers. And what became apparent even before you set foot on stage was this energy, this vibrance, this light that sort of emits out of you. I've never I've never seen that before where, you know, people who were otherwise shy or, you know, not really opening and opening up just got around your energy and started talking more and started engaging more, started just like feeling more vibrant. And I think that is an an incredible, incredible energy, Larry. So I just want to say thank you uh, for coming out and for being you. (laughs) I appreciate it. And hey, it takes one to know one. I've had this circled on my calendar. It's game day. Mama, we made it. (laughs) That's what it's all about. Uh, so let's let's get into it. I mean, one of the the one of the main topics that you talked about when you came to our mastermind was intention, right? What it means to be intentional. And so that's what I want to ask you is what do you think it means to show up with intention and how can it help salespeople? That's a powerful question. And I love powerful questions that get people thinking. Now, this is just my two cents. With intention means being deliberate. It means having purpose behind what you do, why you do it, who you do it with. What's the goal? What's your mission? What's your vision? What are you trying to accomplish? And in sales, as in life, it's so important to have a clear or at least clarity, as much clarity as you can gain around where are you going? I mean, I'm no GPS. Don't call me ways. But essentially, I'm trying to figure out where am I going? Am I zigging when I should be zagging? Well, why am I going there? What's the purpose? And when I think that through and here, here goes what I see. Sometimes we go so fast that we need to slow down in order to speed up. (laughs) Now in sales, what does that mean? Hey, we're about to to pop off into a new year. What's your goal? What's the goal from the company? But more importantly, what's your goal? What's your vision? 
What mission are you on? What does that game plan look like? I, I still got my game plan. I, I don't know if people can see this, but they can certainly hear that I've got my untap your sales potential game plan right here. Now, it's great to have a game plan, but in the words of Mama Long, my mom, mm. your actions speak so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. So essentially, what am I doing? If I just look at this game plan and it collects dust and I don't take any action from it, survey says, nah. <laughs> if I'm serious and I'm committed and I'm moving with intention, when, when you're when you're committed, you move and you shake in a whole different way than if you're kind of plugging along. And I'm sorry if some people feel triggered because there are some pluggers that are out there. Hey, I'm guilty as charged. There were times where I was plugging along in corporate America. Larry, what are you doing? You got to I had to put the mask on not to keep my covid to myself. But essentially, I, I had to load. <laughs> this is Larry Long Jr. reporting for this. That's not who I am. I couldn't be my authentic self. And it sucks. So I mean, I said a whole lot. I don't know if I gave you the answer, but. That's what I believe in terms of intentionality. It's really that deliberate, it's it's that thoughtfulness that you put behind. What are you doing today? What are you doing tomorrow? And how do you actually execute and step into taking action to get you where you want to go? Yeah, you're bang on. I mean, I, I say all the time, you know, when it comes to high performance as a sales professional, I think it comes down to the three P's, purpose, plan, and process. What do those three things look like? But the plan ends up being really, really important because a lot of sales folks feel lost, right? They've just got so many balls being thrown at them. You know this, you're a former baseball player. They've right. got so many uh, you know, fastballs, curveballs being thrown their way. So they just don't know where to start. And when it comes to crafting that plan, specifically for salespeople, how do you recommend they go about trying to hit more of those fastballs and curveballs, you know, trying to, trying to craft that plan? It comes down to the basics. I call these the ABCs, the foundation. Number one, I need you to sit down and think about it. Number two, go ahead and get your thoughts on the paper. I understand we're in a digital age. I'm old school. I like to take pen to the pad paper, but Hey, do you, boo-boo. If you want it digital, have it digital. If you want to have it audio, that's fine. Voice memo, use your notes, but find a way to document it. When you document it, whether it's typing it in, whether it's going ahead and speaking it, whether it's a video, whether it's the old school pen and pad, it just becomes more solidified. It's, it's something about having that written, documented plan. You can sign it with blood. That's your commitment. That's your game plan. Now, on your mark, get set, let's go. You gotta go. Sometimes we, uh, I think they call it uh, paralysis by analysis where we just <laughs> sit there and there's some folks out there, I've talked to them that are noodling. They're new, they're looking at the game plan, they're reconfiguring it, ah, I'm not sure. Hey, no one's sure, on your mark, get set, let's go. And let's be ready, because this, this is 12 rounds. This is 12 rounds. You're, you're going to take some blows. You're going to get you're going to get hit. You might even get knocked down. But we're going to brush ourselves off. We're going to get back up. We're going to rally. We're going to stay focused and keep our eye on the prize. We're going to adjust 
when we need to adjust, I'm bobbing and I'm weaving. Shoot, you never know what life is going to throw at you. You talked about curveballs, but I'm talking about that uppercut to the chin. I think the great philosopher, Michael Tyson, said, everyone's <laughs> going to plan until you get bopped in the nose. <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. Man, I actually, my, my coach, I've been so fortunate. Uh, I work with a coach, and she recommended, she sent me this book called Three Feet from Gold. And essentially, it's from the uh, it's from the Think and Grow Rich, the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And, and really, the the I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but so many times people give up when they're that close. And in sales, it's not a four letter word like this. It's tough. If you're out there and you're struggling, I'm here to let you know it's okay. You're going to be okay if you put in the work. You got to put in the effort. It's that entrepreneurial spirit of knowing you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Are you putting in the right things? Are you mixing up the right recipes? Are you on the right burner? I don't even know how to cook. I know how to eat. My life is so hard to eat, but are you making sure that it's simmering? And what one observation I've noticed that we live in a microwave society. People want it. They want it like that. Nah, you got to let it marinate. That, that's, that's been my experience. I mean, the, the overnight success, generally, I think they say I was a 20-year overnight success. You got to do the time. You got to put in the work if you expect to get those results. Sometimes we expect results and we haven't put in the reps. I don't know if Alan Iverson is listening, but yes, I'm talking about practice. You're talking about practice, Larry? Yeah, not the game. When was the last time you practiced your skills? When was the last time you got out of your comfort zone? As I look back to the retreat, it, there were plenty of experiences that got me out of my comfort zone in a great way. It, it helped me to grow. And if you're not growing, wah, wah, what are you doing? Dying out here. Dying out here. If you're not growing, you're dying out here. I mean, that that's the, the mentality. Uh, although I will say, you know, I've in my sales career been in positions and I've, you know, I see this all the time in other sales folks. It's like, we're trying to tell ourselves, go get it, you know, get up, go get it. Like just put in, put in all the effort you'll get there. But there's these stories we tell ourselves, you know, these stories that have built up over time that are dragging us down. Maybe we've had a bad quarter. Maybe we've had a bad year. Maybe, you know, we lost a massive deal and we, we have all these, these internal monologues and dialogues that are interfering with that other voice that says go get it how do we cope with these stories that we tell ourselves when we're trying to elevate and get to that next level man this is deep tanvir this was chapter one of my book joe what story are you telling yourself and believing that that's the thing and i'm guilty i'm i'm not perfect I've got a voice and working with my coach, we named that voice. It's Cletus. Come on, Cletus. You're going to walk over, but you're going to limp back. <laughs> Cletus tells me all the things that I can't do. Oh, Larry, you ain't nothing. You think you're hot stuff. You ain't good. That's that's why you failed back in 1999. It brings up old stuff. You can't. How are you going to have success today when you couldn't even have success yesterday? What I've learned is controlling the narrative we hold the pen and we get to write our story whether we believe it or not it's in our control that that's part of controlling the controllables 
Now, the easy route is to listen to that voice and say, you know what, Cletus, you're right. I ain't stuff. I, I might think I'm stuff, but I'm not. I can't do it. I give up and just throw in the towel. But what I've learned is that tough people, that's you, Tanvir, that's all your listeners and viewers, tough people are greater than tough times. So what I encourage folks is to control that narrative. I encourage you to have a brag book. For me, my brag book is LinkedIn recommendations. I, last time I looked, I think I was at 240. Wow. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. You can fool one person. You can fool five. You can't fool 240. So when I am feeling low, sad, and blue, I go back and I look at that narrative outside. I I lost my father. It's going on eight years. It'll be eight years on December 11th. Ooh, time flies. I think about his voice, all the uplifting, all the, the encouragement. And this year, I've really been focused on giving myself grace, giving myself peace, and giving myself permission. Larry, it's going to be okay. My, my coach made an observation. She said, Larry, you're so uplifting when it comes to everyone else. You're so encouraging, you're raising the roof, you're cheering people on, Hercules, When it comes to you, womp, womp, two thumbs down, she said you talk more trash, and she was thinking of a different word, I am a mind reader. You talk more stuff to yourself than you would ever talk to anyone else, than you would ever let talk to you. Why is that? I didn't have a good answer. My answer was weak. Well, I expect the best out of myself. I've, I've been conditioned that. And she said, everyone expects the best out of themselves, but you don't have to beat yourself up while you're going through it. Why not enjoy the process? Why not learn? Why not operate from a spirit of, hey, it's okay, Larry. It's going to be all right. Just like you do to everyone else. Why don't you do it to yourself? Now, it's taking practice. I've had to be intentional in thinking of, uh-oh, I'm going down that path. Let me, let me zag sing because I was about to beat myself up. And that's not doing me any good. It's actually doing more harm than good. So I encourage all the sales reps. We go through stuff, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. Try your best. And as Tony Horton would say from P90X, forget the rest in terms of controlling that narrative, empowering yourself, because in your heart, in your mind, in your thoughts and your words, there's power. And it's more powerful than you could ever imagine the impact that it has on you, as well as your whole crew. That's beautiful. I think, uh, wow, right on. And this internal narrative, the stories we tell ourselves, if we, if we can't imagine ourselves saying that to another person, why are we saying it to ourselves? And I'm, and I'm absolutely with you. The well, one thing that I used to do as a sales rep um, at, you know, Salesforce was keep a me folder. It's one of my first manager told me to do that. He was like, whenever you get a nice email from a prospect or, you know, a manager encouraging you or whatever, keep a me folder in your email that you can forward this all to so that later on, you know, when you're struggling or when maybe you're interviewing for a new job, like whatever it may be, you have this stack of evidence that you are who you say you are and that you do have, in fact, you do have what it takes to be successful. So I love that. It's a great, great example of what to do, Larry. Now, that being said, 
people are dealt what you call strikeouts, right? People are dealt sometimes that knockout blow. They're knocked down. They're knocked down to the ground. And uh, you mentioned it. I believe the date was December 11th, 2015, if I'm not mistaken, when when you lost your role model, model your father, who was very uh, influential to who you are today. Can you tell us a little bit about your father and the influence that he had on you and the lessons that he passed on to you that you are now sharing with the rest of the world? For for sure. You're, you're trying to make me tear up. I love it. I love it. My, my father. Oh, goodness. Amazing. Just an amazing man, an amazing person. Um, he was my earliest role model and still remains my role model. And I, I believe we can learn so much from those around us. And uh, the learnings that he demonstrated, that he taught me, and he didn't even know that he taught me revolving around faith and whatever your belief system is, being committed to that faith. There, there's a saying, and I truly believe it. You can't have faith and fear at the same time. They, they just, they don't go together. You're either going to have one or the other. They, they, they don't mix. Uh, from the importance of family, family first, which sounds good. That, that's a good sound bite. But when you actually live it, when you demonstrate it, I mean, playing baseball growing up, my father was, I remember almost every game, my father was there and he was busy. He was working Department of Veterans Affairs. He was director level. He had a lot of responsibility, but his priorities were straight. And his actions demonstrated his vision, his mission, his values, his priorities through his actions. His actions spoke so loud. Family first, the love that he demonstrated for my mom. Thankfully, it was contagious and that that, that rubbed off on me. I try to demonstrate to my wife that I love her because I do, but words aren't enough. What are you doing? As an example to my son, as an example to my daughter, it's my responsibility to pass that along. Examples to my community of how you should love your loved ones. Uh, when it comes to determination, dedication, perseverance, hard work. My father grew up in Baltimore City. If you've ever seen the, the show The Wire, that was his neighborhood, surrounded by crime, violence, drugs, you name it, alcoholic father, abusive father, single mother. Um, he was able to find a way out, but he didn't do it alone. The power of mentorship, the power of coaching, Godfrey Moore. I never, I'll never forget the name Godfrey Moore. That was my, that was my father's mentor. That, that was who had the influence, the father figure on my father and impacted him drastically. The lessons go on and on. I, chapter seven, I talk about the top seven lessons um, of my father. One thing I didn't get was he had a passion for fashion. Now, my wife is my stylist. She keeps me right because I'd be out here mismatching, mix match if it wasn't for her. But uh, everything else I really did gain from my father as my role model, the, the positivity. It's a choice. Every day we wake up, we can focus on woe is me, why me, oh my goodness, this is so bad. We can focus on that. You can watch the news and ruin your whole day. <laughs> Or you can make a choice and say, you know what? I'm going to intentionally surround myself with positive messages, with positive pe people. You control who, who you curate 
uh, around your environment. I, I think Jim Rohn, actually, I know Jim Rohn says you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's right. Look to your left and look to your right. Who are you spending time with? Are they uplifting you? Are they challenging you? Uh, are they showing you an example of what excellence is? That's a great question to ask yourself, especially in sales. Who are your role models? Who are your coaches? Who are your colleagues that you're spending time with? Who are, who are your leaders? Are you investing in yourself? The list goes on and on. I don't want to give a master class, but I'm just giving a little nibble into kind of how I think through things. There's so much untapped potential. And I'm speaking to one person out there right now. This is on my heart. You are more than a conqueror. I really believe that. But it doesn't matter what I believe until you believe. So my mentor, Dr. Willie Jolly, he shared this message in June, and I needed to hear this message. Sometimes we need to lean on the faith and the confidence that others have in us until ours kicks in. So I'm letting you know right now, I'm going to let you borrow the confidence, the belief that I have in you. Yes, you, until yours kicks in. Let's go. Let's get it. That is blessed. I mean, it's crazy. The Surrounding yourself with the right environment, surrounding yourself with the right people, even if you're in a bad place, right? If you, even if you're, you yourself are in a bad place, if you have the right community, the right people, the right environment around you, it can change everything because, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And so they will lift you up. They will, you know, if they're the real ones, they will challenge you to, uh, you know, uh, encapsulate, to embrace your full potential and what that looks like because they believe in you and, um, you know, your environment is uh, sort of positively impacting your ability to to get there. So I'm, I'm super thankful for you, Larry. I'm thankful to, you know, uh, the late Larry Long for, you know, passing on these lessons to you um, because you just bring this vibrance and energy to the world that is so positive. And that's what I want to get into really, which is like this energy, this motivation that you have, like I said, it's extremely contagious. I'm, I'm sure for the people listening, they can feel it through the microphone, through the recording, right? How do you go about cultivating this next level of energy and motivation through and throughout your days, whether you're on a podcast, you're on stage, and I've been around you. This is not just how you are on stage. This is how you are, period. Like just at a table eating lunch or breakfast. So help me understand how you've gone about cultivating this energy and how other sales folks can do it too. Funny, and, and this will probably surprise you and all your listeners. I used to get sent to detention when I was in elementary, middle, high school, and even college because of that energy. I was channeling it in the wrong way. <laughs> Surprise. But I told my mom, I've been practicing my whole life to be able to serve, to be able to speak, to be able to sow into others. So for those that might be stuck, that's why I wrote Jolt. It, I was going to call it unstuck, but someone said, Larry, you're electric. It's got to be called Jolt. It's got to have the lightning bolt. Here, here goes a hack. This is a secret, but it's not a secret. Whenever you find your place in a tough place, we've all been there before and we all will be there before. Here goes a hack. Go out and serve someone else. When you serve someone else, I can't guarantee you, but I'll say there's a high probability, I like the gamble, a high probability that you're going to come out of there feeling well, feeling better. 
when you serve. It, it allows you to tap into that gratitude, that gratefulness, that appreciation you have by serving others. There's a quote that I love, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? If you ask yourself that every day and you can answer it every day, you're living a meaningful life. Now you ask, how do I take my energy every day that I wake up? First, I give thanks that I woke up. I didn't have to be here today. There's, a, there's plenty of people every day that just aren't here. So for me, that's good enough. Whoa, it's an opportunity to serve someone. It's an opportunity to impact someone, which for me, that's what life is all about. That's just me. I, I can't speak for anyone else. If you're in sales, I hope, I certainly hope that you're in it to serve others, that you're in it to help others get to where they want to get to achieve their goals, their dreams, their aspirations, overcome the challenges that they face, serve those that they face. I'm working with a large educational um, publishing software company and having conversations with their sales reps. It's amazing the amount of care that they have for students, for teachers, for administrators, for school districts. Their passion just, oh, it oozes. Now that combined with sales technique, don't sweat the technique, but with technique and skill and learning and growth and implementation, in the words of the great philosopher, J.J. Walker, dynamite, <laughs> I cannot wait to, to take, I, I have the pleasure of taking the stage uh, in front of 800 of their sales reps uh, in January in Orlando. I cannot wait to just share my observations, my thoughts, and to challenge them to do even more, to be even better, which in sales doesn't always mean make more money. It's good to bring in revenue. We want to hit goals, but I also challenge people, what are you learning and how are you growing? Who are you impacting? And what's the significance of that impact? Are you impacting multiple people? as well as, are you having fun? Ask yourself that question. Self, am I having fun? If that answer is no, there's work to do hmm. because you can hit your goals. You can exceed your goals. You can thrive. You can learn. You can grow. You can impact others while you're also having fun. That's the trifecta for me. You talked about the three Ps. I'm talking about exceeding my goals, learning, growing, and having fun. Welcome to the good life. You've you've inspired me because something that I'm obsessed with is this word called fulfillment, right? This word and this feeling called fulfillment. And I've been trying to put a definition on it over time. And I think the definition that I've come up to this point has been uh, fulfillment is the pursuit of excellence in your craft. I think what you're helping me realize, and, and I think I'm going to add a little bit more to that is fulfillment is the pursuit of excellence in your craft in service of others. Because when you help other people get what they want, you will get what you want. That's where true fulfillment, I believe, comes from. Easy button. There we go. Oh, man, you're, you're inspiring me more than you even know. And I love that in service of others. Oh, that's that's the spirit right there. That warms my heart more than you even know. <laughs> I love that. Um, however, one of the ways that, you know, you can you be in service of others. And in order to be in service of others, you got to keep in touch. You got to build relationships. You got to network. You got to put yourself out there. Now you talked about this a little bit at the, at the retreat 
But when it comes to building that community, right, cultivating those people around you, cultivating and, uh, you know, getting in front of your dream clients or dream prospects, how do you go about building those relationships and nurturing those relationships over time? I know you had some really great about advice about this at the retreat, so we'd love to know your thoughts. Uh, it comes down to the intentionality and it comes down to action. I'll give you one tool for everyone listening. And I'll be honest, I share this with plenty of audiences. Not many people follow through and, and do this continuously. I shared this with a chamber and a young lady came up almost in tears sharing the impact that she had. So I'll give it to you first. And I'll give you the story. It's called the hashtag three minute challenge. We are strapped by time back-to-back meetings. I encourage you to increase the margin in your life by being intentional. Some of those meetings you don't need to be in. Go ahead and ask for an agenda. Go ahead and ask for what's the outcome, what action you're supposed to take. And if it ain't good, if it doesn't meet your vision, your mission, say, I'm going to politely decline. Feel free to send me the cliff notes. But essentially, three minutes. We all have three minutes. Put it in your calendar. I want you to surprise and delight someone. One a day, kind of like Centrum Vitamins. One a day. Find someone in your Rolodex. I know most of y'all are like, hold up, is it a fancy watch? Now nah, that's a Rolex. Go into your <laughs> contact list in your cell phones. Find someone you haven't been in contact with. It could be three weeks. It could be three months. It could be three years. It could be three decades. It could be three eons. I don't care how long it's been. But all I want you to do is surprise and delight them. Tanvir, if you were my surprise and delight, I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to find a funny gif or meme about the Toronto Blue Jays. It'll probably be the old school uh, Joe Carter when he's trying to trying to wish that ball to stay fair. I'm going to say, hey, it's a thankful Thursday. Thank you for being you. I thought this might make you chuckle. Maya Angelou said people will forget what you said. They'll even forget what you did. They'll never forget how you made them feel. I would imagine by me just thinking about you and letting you know I'm thinking about you, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm not asking to make a sale. I'm not asking you for your time. I'm just letting you know, I feel you, dog. You are on my mind. I'm thinking about you. You're felt, you're heard, you're seen today, and you're loved, and I'm taking that action. If you do that every single weekday, I'm not great at math, but 52 weeks, that's a lot of days. That's a lot of people that you're impacting. There's no guarantees in life, but I can guarantee that not only will your life be impacted, but other people's lives will be impacted. Here goes the story. I did it for a chamber. The young lady came up. She said, I actually did it right now. I sent a text to my former boss, who's now retired. I let her know the impact that she had on my life, both professionally and personally. She texted me back and said, with tears in my eyes, you don't know how badly I needed to hear that today. That's impactful. You never know what people are going through. When you can do something little, and I co-authored a book, my chapter was called The Little Things Are Really the Big Things. I wanted to be called The Little Things Are Really the Big Things. Said, <laughs> my dog, if you want to talk like that, you better write your own book. Not in our book. I said, okay, watch me. Joke, here you have it. But essentially, it's those quote unquote little things that mean so much within relationships. Now, I know we're talking to a sales audience. Can you go to one of your current clients and can you send them a gift? It doesn't even have to be expensive. That's meaningful. That's thoughtful. Can you go to your clothes lost, do a little bit of research and maybe send, if they're in Pittsburgh, send them a terrible towel. Let them know, hey, I'm thinking about you. Good luck to your Steelers. 
Uh, just be thoughtful. It's the little things that really have an impact. And you use the word meaningful. When you send meaningful, it doesn't even have to be a gift. It could be a note. It could be a message. It could be an audio message on LinkedIn. It could be a video message on LinkedIn. It could be a funny gif. Those little things impact people. And when you do that enough, it's amazing. It's a man. I'm, I'm, I'm no Grand Cardone. I'm not going to say 10x. I'm going to say you're going to receive 20x return. How you like them apps? Larry, that was that might have been the the largest takeaway for me, just from from being around you, from hearing you, and obviously your messages around building relationships. Because ever since that retreat, I've been texting more friends. I've been keeping in touch with more mentors. I've been, you know, you got a video message for me after the after the uh, after the retreat, and it you're so right because you cannot meet somebody or connect with somebody um, or have an interaction. And then three years later down the line, make an ask without having nurtured that relationship over time. It's like a candle that's going to go out if you don't, you know, actually, maybe candle's not the best best analogy. But I think you know what I'm, what I'm trying to say. It's like, hey, I'll, I'll tell you this. I used to own a business. I went to Bank of America. We were, we were struggling. We were failing. I went to Bank of America. I said, I want to withdraw $500. They said, ha, ha, you got jokes, Larry. I know you call yourself Black Magic. I do some magic tricks. I know you call yourself <laughs> black magic, but you haven't made enough deposits to withdraw $500. I said, uh-oh, Houston, we have a problem. In our relationships, so often, we haven't made enough deposits to be able to make a withdrawal. We try to withdraw from relationships and we're overdrafted. We're, we're, we're at zero. So my encouragement is to give, make those deposits with no expectation in return. But when you do that enough, it's amazing how many withdrawals you can make and how many withdrawals will come to you. We all know, we know this, man, that people like to buy from folks that they know, that they like, that they trust, and that they believe in. We know this. But my question is, what are you doing to be known, to be liked, to be trusted, to be believed in? What actions have you taken today intentionally to build that? If you haven't, it's okay. Hold up, hold up. So, someone's knocking at my door. Opportunity is knocking. Will you answer the door? Absolutely. Wow. It's, it's arguably, you know, one of the, if not the most like high value skill in the world, right? Being able to, this is what it means to go the extra mile for the salespeople listening. Like this is a tactic. It's not just mumbo jumbo. It's a tactic. My sales career changed. I read this book called The Go-Giver and my sales career changed the moment that I decided, you know what? I'm going to give as much as possible to my prospects without expectation of anything in return. There we go. That's the book. It's 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 gold. And the whole lesson is just continue to give, right? And this doesn't have like, yes, uh, a me- thoughtful or meaningful gift, like you mentioned, Larry, can go a long way and it shows that you're thinking about them top of mind. But even at an execution level, it's like, can I give this customer or this prospect an, a free analysis of their business, right? Can I give them a deep, a memo that shows that I deeply understand their problems because then they know that I'm listening. They know that I'm thinking about them, right? They know that I've put in the work to try and help them to the best of my ability. When you start thinking that way as a sales rep of not wanting to just take all the time 
not just wanting to close deals and get commissions, but serve at the highest level, that's when as a sales professional, you elevate, you untap your sales potential. That's what it's all about in my belief. And um, you've absolutely driven that, that, home, that point home, Larry. Um, and this, wow, this, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm going to be listening back to this quite a few times. Uh, I really enjoyed speaking with you and having you on the show. Where can people find you, learn more about you and get connected with you? Before that, you made a great point. Hush. You talked about listening. And so often we forget that we've been blessed with two ears and one mouth for a reason. Ask the good questions. And then I hate to say this because I think they tell you in school not to say, but shut up and listen so you can learn. Your prospects will give you the path to the order if you ask the right questions. Now to answer your question, because I was listening, I just wanted to end on a winning streak. You see what I did there? Heck yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, please follow me on LinkedIn. Send me a message if I can ever serve, if I can ever be of assistance. Larry Long Jr., that's J-R, on LinkedIn, as well as my website, LarryLongJr.com. I would love to connect. I'll drop those links in the show notes. I'll also drop the link to your book, Jolt, uh, in the show notes. It's a phenomenal book. And just by being connected to Larry, just by reading the book, you will immediately start feeling more energized uh, in your day-to-day. So, uh, Larry, thank you so much. One last thing, if there was you know, one piece of advice you'd give to my listeners to help them achieve their next big win, what would that be? Action and accountability. Take action. Take that first step right now. Right, right now, right this second. Just do it. Take, I know it's easier said than done, but take that action. Accountability, don't rely on yourself. Have folks that are supporting you, that will hold you accountable, will lift you up along the way. And in return, you can hold them accountable. Teamwork really does make the dream work. So I would say the two A's, it's action and accountability. Ain't no stopping you now, which is my theme song by McFadden and Whitehead. Don't just be saying I'm, I'm toned down. But essentially, that's my jam. If you listen to the words, I hope you'll be inspired just like I am. Thank you so much, Larry Long Jr., for coming on to Winning Streaks. Uh, it's truly been a pleasure. Thank you to my listeners. And we'll see you on the next episode of Winning Streaks.